When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Hi everybody, welcome to Unpopular Opinion, the podcast about opinions that are not popular. This is Adam Todd Brown's podcast, and you may be wondering who I am. I'm Andy Sell from the Ghoul School, a horror history podcast, Pod the Life, heart-shaped pod, uh, $3 pod, y'all, and the upcoming podcast, Supernova. I'm over here because we watched the Bears today. Joining Adam in the studio today is Katie Merriam, who runs the comedy show Two Drink Minimum. I believe it's a weekly show. I could be wrong. I should really go to one. I haven't yet, mostly because I get weird about drinks and intimate scenarios with other people, and it's kind of a thing, but I should definitely go because Katie's very funny and very great and has great lineups. Also joining Adam in the studio today is Joe Dosh. He used to be a roommate of mine. Believe it or not, I lived in the same apartment as him in Glendale. Here's the thing about Joe. Joe is a ruthless Settlers of Catan player. Do not play that game with Joe, but do go to the Comedy Store every Monday night to see him perform because he is a villainous comedian. Also, Jeff is here. Also, Jeff is here. Jeff's co-hosting. It's going to be a great show. Andy's not here, weirdly enough. I'm not. I'm not there. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Hi. I'm Welcome Pop to... Shut up! I beat you to it, fuckface. You motherfucking I, piece of shit. I fuck mothers, and I'm a piece of shit. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm Adam Todd Brown. Who are you? I'm Jeff May, ladies and gentlemen. Ah. Welcome to another episode of Unpopular Opinion at the Drive Time Hour. Joey, you drive to work, everybody. Oh, man. <laughs> Wolfman Jack. <laughs> we got Katie Merriam on here with traffic. Hi. It's full. Traffic. <laughs> it's full. Traffic is full. full. Fantastic. Can we get some weather from Joe yeah. Dosh, please? Oh, uh, well, uh, there's some sky out there. It'll it'll rain and, and be a sunshiny invariably. I no longer have the capacity to feel. Uh, my life is a soulless void. I can't come in. <laughs> Joe on the weather, ladies and gentlemen. Things are going great Truth in and, the unpopular opinion offices. Truth and lies are indistinguishable to me. My life is a hellscape of its own meaning. Back to you, fart master. Hell yeah. Womp, womp. Six farts past the hour. We got some messages coming up from Casper Mattress. Dude, okay, like, it's easy, it's very easy to shit on morning zoos, but how much fun was that just now? Like, yeah, imagine good. if it were the 80s and just cocaine was just flowing. It's cocaine. You can say whatever the fuck yeah. you want. Do, like, yeah, morning cocaine. It's Looney Tunes yeah. Tuesday. We got a fun, wacky song coming up in a couple hours. Yeah. Make sure you tune in for that. Hey, everybody, I fucked the mayor. Find out if it's true after the break. You yeah. know, it, what a time. We've got, uh, we've got tickets to see Molly Hatchie coming out later. Uh, You're coming in town. <laughs> you could do a lot worse free, than the hatch. We're going to give you free tickets to the Demolition Derby if you sexually harass your boss. <laughs> <laughs> Next, we're going to prank call a funeral home. <laughs> I love that shit. Nice I still sometimes. <laughs> I still sometimes, if I drive my girlfriend to work, I will listen to Big Boy's morning radio show. Uh, oh, yeah. And he does, it's always in that, mom, that uh, span of time where he prank calls someone. And, uh, and they're all fake. Yeah, yeah. 
they're all in comedy. Everyone's like, yeah, my friend does all of right. those calls. Yeah, yeah. We know who's yeah. calling it. Yeah. Remember we were, when we did that show in Albuquerque, we had to in Arizona. stop. So Maria Shahada could do one from could the side to be a of the wife, highway. A mad wife. Yeah. An old Jewish wife, I yeah. believe. I had a friend do that when we were driving to a gig one time too. That's like <laughs> yeah. $50 pullover. Yeah, man. Why not? I'd be like, give me 20 bucks and I'll do it. Yeah. Yep. God, how do prank calls even work anymore? Let's try some. Yeah. I can sync a phone to this fucking mixer. It's the goddamn a, future. Call up a random fan and just make fart sounds and hang up. I have a bunch of phone numbers because people leave yeah. us voicemails that I'll I, start playing on the show again someday soon. And then we just start making like fart like yeah. fart sounds and, and fart, wacky circus fart horns. noises, racial <laughs> slurs, yeah. things like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's popular. It's all the rage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's what people are into these days. Farts are kind of racial slurs of the body. When you think about it, I do think about it quite a bit. Yeah. Hey, before we get into opinions, I have to uh, give a shout out to our $50 subscribers, Kaisel Borski, Ann Bankson, and Rebecca Stewart. You Bex could be just Stews, like them if you, you give me $50 a month. I don't know if it's worth it. Give it up. Popular opinion. They're great. They sure are. I don't <laughs> get it, though. Popular. Uh, so as we do every week, we're talking about unpopular opinions. Joe, I know you kind of amended this one. Well, I, I just I attached it to a meta, I guess I would say. Um, what's your, what's your, let's hear it. Well, first of all, first of all, you just, you scroll down to like my, my opinion is Nicolas Cage is a great actor. He does <laughs> not deserve the, the shit he gets. I understand why he gets the shit he gets, but I find it is like utterly unfounded and misguided. And I guess the big meta thing I'm trying to say by saying Nick Cage is a great actor is intelligence is incredibly overrated. I, th- I think there's something to be said about when you look at the peak of his career, the, mm. the transcendence of receiving an Oscar versus the move to batshit decisions for various reasons. Well, yeah. I mean, first of all, like he's bad with money. So he like literally buys sure, castles it, yeah. and he has dragon them, eggs, which makes him take a lot of bullshit. <laughs> he but, bought like a stolen Tyrannosaurus skull. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he had to give it back. <laughs> but like, okay. Have you, you guys have seen the vampire's kiss, right? No. That's the one where he's like running down the streets like, I'm a vampire! I'm a vampire! <laughs> like, that makes me laugh so fucking hard. So many mo- that And that script is terrible. Yeah. He made that a mov- movie that makes me laugh my balls off, and I'd rather watch that than, let's say, 75% of films. Now, can you imagine an actor who could do that? Name another actor who could make The Vampire's Kiss a good movie. The Rock. Rock Obama. <laughs> No, The Rock. The Rock. Uh, I just, I Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> Either one. Uh, Either one. Uh, I'm a vampire. I'm a vampire. <laughs> I'm a vampire, and I'm a vampire. And, uh, that movie watches yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm a vampire. <laughs> Some I say, uh, Barack, mm-hmm. are you a vampire? To that I say yes. Yeah. Or the, uh, I'm a vampire. What part of the South was he born in? That was a, what, was that Southern? Did that sound Southern? A little bit. Well, well, a little bit. I still found it. Hi there. On. Or like the Wicker Man. I lo- I, I like I love watching the Wicker. Yeah, man. I is love. The, is he, the Wicker Man good in the sense that I'm having a hoot watching it? Yeah, he has a blast making Bad Lieutenant. You can tell. N- Nicholas like, Cage is never not entertaining to watch. Nicholas Cage, like I'm not saying everything he does is brilliant, but he is never boring. Right. Never yeah. once has he bored me in a movie. I would yeah. agree with that. Yeah, and at like, the end of the day, what are we really going for? Like, I am going to be entertained. You know what like, I watched uh, the other day? Uh, it's not really in this. Face Off. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say this Face right Off now. is great. Travolta and Cage, like, hamming it up as each other. Mm-hmm. Like, the insanity of... There's a prison break of yeah. the movie that takes roughly six minutes. That is its own movie. Like, <laughs> yeah. like there's a scene where Nicolas Cage escapes from the hardest to escape from... 
prison, like just escapes. And like, it's a six minute process yeah. Yeah. for the entire movie, which is, I want to take his face mm-hmm. off. off. Yeah. Look, we're, we're all performers here. I'm telling you right now, like I am too vain and egotistical to make face off a fun movie to watch. Nicholas Cage is not at all. He will dump into whatever he is. And it's not like it's not like he's just a dummy and that's all he's capable of. Like adaptation is brilliant. Raising Arizona is brilliant. Yep. Yeah, um, not 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 Fear and Loathing. Uh, Leaving Las Vegas is a brilliant movie. Like he's yeah, quite we want an Oscar. Yeah. yeah. And I this it just leads me to my whole point. Like is every is every role he does smart or like does it feed you intellectual no, but like I find I, I am as I grow older, I think intelligence is incredibly overrated. I think it's a secondary I think it's a secondary skill. I think it is useful as like a hammer is useful. It is great in what you could do with it. You can build a hospital with a hammer. You can also kill someone with it. I feel <laughs> Yeah, I can. And I feel like just <laughs> Nick Cage is the hammer. Art, art in general has become like very detached and lifeless where it's like, oh, this is this says what I wanted to say and I appreciate it. But there's like no emotional like connection to it at all and i feel like a lot of that is like a lot of art has become like look at this thing i figured out rather than here's the channeling of some kind of spirit or emotional experience the the fun i feel like has been removed from a lot of like when you look at somebody who's like not like people that are nominated for awards none of the roles are they're not fun no no, it's they're like, not- oh, they dove deep. And it's like, yeah. well, Nick Cage did for Con Air. It's yeah. a different kind of I ju- yeah. <laughs> way to dive deep. I just watched Con Air. That's another one. That script is ridiculous. But, like, oh, the average person playing the Nicolas Cage part in Con Air would make it really, like, boring. And he would yeah. be kind of the straight movie. Switch like, him and John Cusack in that movie. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. There are, you're right. There are certain movies I think literally only Nicolas Cage mm. could do. I think Mandy is a good example. Why can't one. you put the bunny back in the box? Like, <laughs> I remember seeing that movie like in 1996 where it came out, and I still remember. Why can't you put the bunny? Yeah, put the back bunny in the back box. In the have box. you seen Mandy? I have not. I haven't yet either. I need to. Mandy is so it, that is quintessential Nicolas Cage. Mm-hmm. There's a, a like one of the bad guys tears his favorite T-shirt, mm-hmm. and it's during a fight scene, and Nicolas Cage just starts going, "You tore my shirt!" <laughs> and it's so much fucking fun. He says it about 175 times. Like it's that. great. Katie, do you have a favorite Nicolas Cage oh. moment or film? We've mentioned so many already. I'm just remembering how much he's actually played a role in my life. And you're reminding me of that. So thank you. Yeah, he's like a foster parent to us he, all. Really. He really is. I mean, you know. Raised and our Rage. foster mom, Mariah Carey. I accept it. <laughs> yeah. I feel why, it. Why don't they together? They should be together. Nicholas Cage and Mariah Carey? <laughs> Fuck yes. Oh, man. I want them to remake Glitter. Carriage. Oh. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. That would be yeah. perfect. That would be. He could play the Terrence Howard role in Glitter. Everyone's familiar, I'm sure. Sure. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Glitter is one of my favorite movie plots ever because Terrence Howard uh, plays the the villain role, mm-hmm. and his crime in that movie is he was Mariah Carey's manager, and her boyfriend at one point approaches him and is like, let her out of her contract. And he's like, all right, give me $200,000. And he's like, cool, I will. And then the guy never gives him his money, and they portray Terrence Howard as the bad guy for coming and asking for his money, <laughs> basically. Yeah, there's got to be a scene in, like on the cutting room floor where Terrence Howard's just like... <sighs> You can't just, this is a business, man. Like, I can't just, like, let somebody go and just, like, give up 
what I do. I've worked very hard for this. I do a lot. Of, I do a lot <laughs> in this situation. You want me to just let this money go? I'm asking. And they, I think what I think is a fair amount. They cut that so she could cover yeah. a cameo song. I fucking love Mariah Carey, though. It's fine. I think what we've established is he's not a bad actor. He's no. just bad at making. No, I, I, I'll take that back. I was going to say making choices about which movies to do, but some movies are just written for him. Yeah. He yeah. has no choice. There's but, an interview recently um, with him, like very, like within mm-hmm. the past month and a yeah. half. And it's, it's literally like all about the decisions he's made and why he is. I think it was in the Times or mm. in something where, or the New Yorker, maybe. Was it and, tax reasons? Uh, well, a lot of it was because he he's made a lot of bad investments. He paid yeah. he paid a lot of money for a lot of things that really fell apart. He owns a crypt, yeah, in New Orleans, yeah. Like he bought shit he doesn't need. He bought yeah. like the '90s baseball cards of dinosaur bones, basically. Yeah. Like all yeah. this shit is worthless now. Yeah. Also, as an aside, he has a son named Cal L who's in a black metal band that sucks. And, the, and they wrote a shitty comic book. He wrote a shitty comic book uh, for Virgin when Virgin was making comics. Of course he did. They wrote a terrible but, Louisiana voodoo-themed comic. Oh, God. But it's like, okay, if you're an actor, if you're a professional actor, should you take the lead in The Wicker Man? I mean, conventional belief says no, but is the world richer because The Wicker Man with Nicolas Cage exists? I say, hell yes, it is. Yeah. Nicholas? It gave us something to compare Midsummer to. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing else. I'd so much Years rather later. watch The Wicker Man than Midsummer. Yeah, me too. Dude, okay. But, like, Nicholas, and I mean this as, as complimentary as possible, Nicholas Cage is not afraid to be a clown. He is right. not afraid no, right. to take away, like, I'm going to be... In the same way, like, John Cleese is like this. John Cleese is an incredibly intelligent comedian. He's given some of the greatest comedy. He's, he's a brilliant man. But he's also not afraid to, like, go on a talk show and just get into a food fight with the host because it's silly and, like, dump water on himself. Yeah. Even though he's, like... Part of the joke. An erudite, dignified man. Nicolas Cage is, like, the actor version of that. And I feel like we don't respect that because he's an actor and actors have to be, you know, very, very serious, austere kind of people. He he has a very... Go ahead. He's given us a lot of great memes because of his... Hell yeah, he has. Great, Yeah. Not only movies, we have memes. Yeah, it's just bees. Just the if you yell bees, <laughs> you know exactly what that yeah. means. Like someone that Nicolas Cage reminds me of, who does a lot of the same shit, but doesn't get any scorn for it, is Christopher yes, Walken. I, yes, Christopher Walken will be in any movie. Yeah, and the difference between him and Nicolas Cage, he's going to be Christopher Walken mm-hmm. in that movie. You're yeah. just getting Christopher Walken. He's yeah. going to be it's like a also, Vince Vaughn situation. Yeah, not, no one's going out of their wheelhouse. Uh, yeah, how many good? I, mean, I mistook that. Uh, and he also maybe help throw Natalie Wood off a boat. Yeah, he probably so helped. Nicholas Cage yeah. never did that. So, I mean, you would help. I mean, like if you're like on the boat and you're going to let someone throw someone off the boat, it'd be rude not to help. Yeah, like, it'd be, you don't want to yeah. be a murderer. You and see rude. somebody lifting something heavy, you help. Yeah, exactly. And you don't want to get thrown off the rude. boat yourself. That's how yeah. I was raised. You're carrying a couch. <laughs> yeah, you pick just, up the couch. It's polite. Yeah. You grab a leg. I'm yeah. not going to be rude. I'm on a boat. There's nowhere else to go. And he's willing to murder. It's very not ni- a good impression. It's very nice to ask someone out on your boat. Yeah. I went to I return a favor. I went to Zach Baggins Haunted Mansion in uh, Las Vegas, which yeah. is actually fascinating. It's mm-hmm. just a museum with all this creepy shit in it. And one of the rooms is a recreation of the interior of the boat that Natalie Wood <laughs> was on. Man. Like yeah. it is and they have the candlestick that they think Oh, Ooh, the clue. Yeah. Yeah. 
Was with it really candles. a candlestick? Are you kidding It me? was the husband on the boat Chris, with the candlestick. No, it was, Chris, I think Chris it was Rock. a wine bottle, they think it was. Chris Rockin with the wine bottle in Hermosa Beach. <laughs> Did they keep the wine bottle? They threw the body off and kept the wine bottle. I think they. it probably is a replica of the wine bottle, because that's evidence. Well, no, like not if, they, if she drowned, conjecture. maybe not. Okay. you got to get rid of the bottle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like they would yeah. leave the bottle, you know? <laughs> Uh, you're gonna waste, I'm not going to waste so, a good 1948 Chablis. Yeah. I don't know what wines are, but it would come in a yeah. bottle, right? <laughs> you kill it with a cheap wine. Come on. Hit her two, with a box. Two buck chuck. Hit it with a jug of Carlo. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the that, Boone's Farm murders. That's a, that's a great point. How many Chris, good, in air quotes, Christopher Walken movies are there really? Like yeah. four, maybe? Like suicide deer, and how many hunter. how many really good christopher walken movies are there where he's the lead oh yeah right like he's not when suicide you, kings okay like i don't think movie. i've ever seen it yeah it's good yeah like i would yeah i would meant like deer hunter yeah even shit the, like that he's not in deer hunter all that much I yeah mean, there's a like deer hunter's a long ass like movie a director's yeah. decision with walken is just like let's minimize this yeah like, this is a little <laughs> like, overboard. Well, like, Walken is in Deer Hunter as much as, like, John Cazale is in the Godfather movies, which, like, is he important? Yes, but he's not in it all that much. He's like a heavy spice. You just see him yeah. you know, yeah. used lightly. Mm-hmm. Sprinkle. Yeah. Sprinkle your walk. I'm yeah. turmeric. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like, everyone should see Mandy. It's so good. I've heard really good things. Yeah. It's really fucking good. He's, like, he's good for, like, one really enjoyable movie for every, like, three movies where you're like, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's but like, like a character you know, actor. But he's... As- Cast as a leading man. Yeah, he's just, he's got to fix it. He was almost Superman, for Christ's sake. Like, how nuts would that have been? Nicolas Cage? Yeah. Oh, oh there's oh, a whole documentary. Yeah. yeah. There's, I, I also, though, feel like he's kind of like Keanu Reeves, where he's like one John Wick away from everyone being like, okay, Nicolas Cage is dope oh, yeah. again. I agree. Oh, yeah. Because there was a long time where Keanu Reeves was kind of a joke. Everyone was Dude. so mean to him about Constantine. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everyone was so mean about it. And then John Wick comes out. And he could probably run for president now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He could. He's Dude, a darling now. You go to the mat that hard for a dog. America loves you. People <laughs> despised Matthew McConaughey until True Detective. Yeah. season one. Like no one had any respect yeah. for him. Even like yeah. he was even in some decent projects until like he's funny in Tropic Thunder. He's you know, so good. in. Tro- mm-hmm. Everybody is so perfect in Tropic Thunder. Yeah. That's a good movie. You know what I think actually turned people around on Matthew McConaughey was Magic Mike. Yeah. Like there was Oscar buzz around him for Magic Mike. Magic which Mike is a great movie. Magic Mike is really good. It is an underrated film. Yeah. For sure. I didn't watch it because I don't want to be gay. I, I just love know. when he goes into the bank. First of all, yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> he goes into the bank to get a loan to start a driftwood business and he's already got like a stack of cash. It's like, just use that. It's a driftwood <laughs> business. Oh, the stack of cash. <laughs> give me a loan. I'm like, wearing, all right, give us that cash. I'm wearing just a leather vest right now, <laughs> man, but it's cool. It's bank outfit. Isn't he a teacher now? Matthew McConaughey? Mm-hmm. I hope is he? So. I hope to Christ. I that wouldn't surprise me. Tony Danza is. I think he Tony just, Danza has been a math teacher ugh. for a long time. I think the University of Texas just picked up Professor McConaughey. That's insane. What's he teaching? Fucking? <laughs> fucking abs yeah he's just teaching abs yeah. <laughs> how to keep a ta quiet <laughs> oh. yikes uh so yeah nicholas cage support nicholas cage everybody yeah. mm-hmm. support your local cage <laughs> <laughs> no. uh who wants to go next katie i will you want to go next yeah and you can do either one of yours because okay. i know we went back and forth 
Yeah. Well, I'm ready to lose friends either way. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll but, do the ones. By the way, you just you said like, oh, I'm ready to lose friends. I really want Joe to go first. And I was like, just looking at my opinion on the screen, I was just thinking like yours is going to be like, mine is going to be like, Nick Cage is a great actor. And Katie's would be like, do we really need the Jews? Like, <laughs> yeah, just, you know, yeah. What's it with that? No, yeah. it's worse. It's worse. Mm. It's worse. But I do want to clarify when I say this. I am talking uh, about her music. Mm. <laughs> like Specifically... <laughs> Her not, music. Not her ethnic background or? Not her, like, you know, she talks about how she's a feminist. She talks about. You should you know, say the opinion. It, I just okay. feel like those um, people's music is very loud. Um, Cardi, you know Cardi B is. is overrated. Like, I'm, I agree. All right. yeah, I agree. I don't disagree with you. I don't hate that opinion. No, I think it's. Yeah. Yeah, and it's right. not for lack of trying. I've listened to a few of her albums. I, w- I would like to like her, yeah. but I don't. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I do think she's getting better. You know, they're producing her better and better. Mm-hmm. They're working on her. They're training her. Uh, she's just she's going not, to charm school. She's they're doing everything, but she's just not. Um, in you know, in a in a music industry where you are supposed to write your own shit, and she doesn't, and she had to be trained how to rap. I just don't. Oh, she doesn't write her own songs? No, nope. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, nope. that's no good. Oh, Not at all. I remember there was a big thing where she had like gone in an interview and talked about how she like drugged men and robbed them. Yeah. Right. And everyone was like, girl power. I know. Didn't and I'm like, <laughs> it was I'm like, like, what the yeah. fuck, man? <laughs> like, And they were like, do you know how many times that happens to women? I'm like, why does that <laughs> yeah, make it okay? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Eileen Warnos. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay, so that's why I wanted to specifically say her music because I will say- Because you liked that part. No, no, I didn't at all. I thought like shit. So she could say I could shoot somebody on Fifth Street and still become president. <laughs> like so, I didn't like that. But she did say I wasn't proud of it. That was an old interview, and somebody brought it back up. So mm. I'm I'm gonna let her off that one. The Met Gala wasn't a good look, you know. Um, Roast her queen. But like a lot of people, <laughs> I thought it was what funny. happened at the Met Gala. She started a fight with Nicki Minaj over some gossip that Nicki was mm. talking about her baby or something like that. So she like threw a shoe or something. Do you know? She threw the baby. No. She she started a fight okay. at the Met Gala, which is like not yeah. a really good look. I feel like Katie is saying, you know, those people are always just getting into <laughs> yeah. fights. I don't know what it is. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You can't um, bring them anywhere, not I'm, the least of which a gala. Certain people are just different. <laughs> well, you know so, how. so it was just like, it just seemed like they just love her so much that they let her get away with everything, mm-hmm. like her, her fan base, because they didn't mind that at all. And the people are like, sometimes you just got to lay hands on someone. And these are the same people that are like, somebody looked at me too long in a grocery store. Yeah. And it's like, yo, yeah. 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 which yeah. do you? <laughs> yeah, there is a there's a lot of cognitive dissonance when right. we deal with our heroes and the people that we love, because she's a she's a rags to riches story, which is great. She's mm-hmm. she's right. got a very pretty woman backstory to her, which sure good for her i'm very happy that she's out of a world that might not have been great for her and moving forward right at the same time we don't have to celebrate terrible and awful behaviors just because you like the person yeah but also like how many rappers like their whole thing is about you know crime like jay like yeah. jay yeah. like the story of oj is all about hey here's how you take your drug money and like invest it into your jay-z to like essentially launder your money and turn it into wealth well yeah. jay-z has a song called the story of oj yeah. oh, oh yeah. sorry my bad well you're she so fucking white. Totally, god damn you I, but cardi doesn't have that in her music <laughs> she actually specifically says she didn't want that in her music mm. so that's fine so she talks about you know a lot of typical topics of you know rap and hip hop, yeah. But she doesn't write it herself, and she like that's what I think is overrated. She she's like learning how to speak in rhythm, which she you know she has a Bronx accent, so it comes naturally. <laughs> she's learning how to talk properly. But she's like, yeah. I want to get married, like Steph. Car- it's like okay. Yeah. Well, what that reminds <laughs> me, Pygmalion situation there. Yeah, I didn't know she doesn't write her own rhymes, and that 
that that's end of discussion for me because then you're right. like then you're basically like Dr. Dre, Puff Daddy, Isn't Drake. Didn't people like? Doesn't he have a lot of ghostwriters too? Uh, no, they're not ghostwriters. Like she's well, yeah, Drake. Write. Yeah, Drake does have ghostwriters, but like uh, Easy E didn't write. Like you can no, never they show that in the movie. Yeah, you can never mention any of them as best rappers of all yeah. time because they don't right. write the rhymes. Right. She just seems completely terraformed. She seems mm. like to me she's like those man-made islands in Dubai. Like okay, cool. <laughs> I like a real island. You like a real island. I want a real island. Yeah. <laughs> one F- thing, with foliage and turtles. <laughs> one uh, something I was thinking about last night before I even saw this opinion. Uh, I was watching. There's a documentary series on Netflix called The Evolution of Hip Hop, which mm-hmm. is great. There are three seasons of it. There's four episodes each season, and it's about the evolution of hip hop. Mm-hmm. And one thing, like I've always kind of known this, but you, you see it throughout that documentary too, like historically. And I don't even know who I mean when I say we, but we really only let one female rapper be successful at a time. And if there's more than one, they have to fight. It's like right. little Kim That's and Foxy do. Brown, little mm-hmm. Kim and Foxy Brown, mm-hmm. Nicki Minaj and Cardi B, right. Salt Rocks. and Peppa. Well, if you go back to the eighties, hey, it was friends. like they're friends. Roxanne Shante <laughs> and the real Roxanne. Like it's, it, it's like there's only space for one really big female rapper at a time. And I don't know why. I, think I, that, I don't know why that happens, it's, but it's because it's produced. I think that that's exactly right. That's why Nicki Minaj and Cardi had to fight. Um, and by the way, Nicki Minaj was the first one that went or whatever it is. Like she did that before no, no, Cardi no, no, did. No, 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 no. Uh oh. <laughs> For the record, yeah. they were doing that on RuPaul's Drag Race. Well, okay. Before. Well, I'll, yeah, I'll allow that. But then again, 100%. like where, where <laughs> do you know? Be, well. <laughs> But well, it, like, I mean, like, wherever she got it from, who can say? But, right. like, oh, girl, was a, a catchphrase from Lagandra Stranja on season six of RuPaul's There we go. Race. Yeah. We got the expert right here. Fuck yeah. But, um, <laughs> but I will say, like, there's usually only one. Um, but I don't want it to be Cardi because she's, like, literally a production. Not white. Yeah. She's just, oh. like, what? Is it not Shut white? Up. Yeah, I get you. No, we got Megan the Stallion. We got, you know, R- Renee Rucci. We got some people coming up. And we I can, thought you were like, going to say Renee Russo, no. the rapper. And I got really excited. <laughs> you know, if they, I see what they're trying to do with Cardi. You know, they produced her from the top down. Yeah, and uh, there's other ones. There's other ones that are doing it themselves. She's not like self-made, right. and like as they're marketing her as necessarily. Right. And yeah. By the way, I will sing her songs if they come on in the club. <laughs> I've tried to like her music. I don't. Yeah, it's it's got a beat to it. I mean, they know what they're doing, but I'm not. It's just overrated. That's yeah. She reminds Over. me of Iggy Azalea a little bit. You know what? Yes. I'm an Iggy Azalea apologist. I, really? I don't I don't hate like okay, like if you're like offended by, you know, her taking up like, you know Affectation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Black people's affectations, that's fine. But like tell me fucking fancy isn't a fire ass beat. I love that song. <laughs> that's great. We I had to convince somebody to leave her alone at swingers in Hollywood. Because she was like hanging out outside and they're like, Oh my god. And I was like, get the fuck away from her. She's trying to eat. Yeah. Like, don't you dare go over to Iggy Azalea. Were you, were you, tr- <laughs> were you trying to white knight Iggy Azalea? Be honest. Aww. No. I, I, really, like, Aww. I, I, I totally think it's cool. Was like, it within no, earshot? No, Meanwhile, no. she's out just <laughs> hoping tot- someone I, recognizes I, her. I totally <laughs> shipped Jeff May and Iggy Azalea, by the way. Oh, Jiggy no, was, was spotted at <laughs> Swingers the other day. But I was, but like, you ever do that when, you, when someone's famous and like one person is like, I'm going to. Yeah, I'm like, gonna go, and you're like, "Don't me. jump in!" Yeah, please don't jump in, please. I really choose my bothering famous people 
Yeah. Very yeah. selectively. Because is... it's L.A. and you see so many. Well, Alice Cooper bothered you, right? Alice Cooper asked me for directions to Zara. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, all right, but we're taking a picture together. Uh, yeah, Alice Cooper, uh, Glenn Howerton from It's Always Sunny yeah. in Philadelphia. That was in a green room, right? I saw him backstage yeah. at a Portugal The Man show. Same, nice. So I, had to, I, I got a picture with him. But yeah, like, yeah, like I was at uh, Earwolf a couple weeks ago to do the Cracked podcast. And I go in and sit down to wait for Alex to come out. And I look across and fucking LeVar Burton is sitting right there. And I so badly wanted to be like, can I get a picture with you? But also, like, we're there doing essentially yeah. the yeah. same thing. It then, it removes you from being a contemporary of a yeah. person that does the same thing. Exactly. It's, you know what it is? It's like the people that fucking bother Chappelle at the store for a mm. photo. Every time I see that, I'm, it's, it looks like someone's being like, look who I bothered. Yeah. Look who didn't want to take this <laughs> Dude, photo. You know, you like, know, literally like, pointing at him. Dude, yeah, like, like, I have, I, annoyed. I have so much sympathy for Rogan for that exact thing, because his whole life is just people be like, do you want to smoke weed with me? And it's, like, it's the worst people. Yeah. Like, there, I don't his think there's base, a worst, yes. I don't think there's a worst <laughs> fan base in comedy yeah. than Joe Rogan's oh, fan base. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, well, maybe Louis C.K.'s, but that's for a different uh, Wait, reason. but can I ask about uh, okay. Iggy, though? Was what? she sitting okay. outside? Why, why, why do you disagree with me about that? I, I don't know. I don't Let's have a, we can make that our unpopular opinion. Okay. I mean, I don't think like what Louis C.K. did is unforgivable by any means. But and we still thought you were saying, oh, about the Joe Rogan thing. We've talked, oh, no. oh, yeah, the Louis C.K., we've talked about it on the podcast a few times. Like, from a, like the act itself mm-hmm. compared to other acts isn't as bad, but the abuse of power is fucking egregious. Yeah. If an open mic comic did that, every one of those women would have called the police immediately. But because it was Louis C.K., they knew they couldn't, and he fucking knew they couldn't. And that is gross. And when someone fucking goes to prison for touching kids, we don't let them work around kids anymore. So if we were like, Louis C.K. can't work around female comics anymore, I'd be like, that's fine. I don't agree with that. Okay. Um, I mean, it definitely was abuse. So you of don't power. agree that it well, was an abuse of power? Well, I don't. I mean, yes, but it's not like he like kidnapped people and like drugged them. Yeah, know? but he also. I'm not saying he should go to prison. Okay, we can't compare crimes to like worse crimes to like say crimes yeah. aren't crimes. Yeah, that, that's the thing too. Yeah, Com- comparing something worse that's a yeah that's a tactic. It's not you know it's like yeah he didn't ki- he but didn't I, shoot him in the face but mm-hmm. yeah but I but get, he did jerk his dick I off mean, in front of them in a position where they couldn't there's say people no. I know at the comedy store who've been to jail for assault for like assaulting. People. People. Yeah, and they're like still allowed to go to the comedy like, store. Well, yeah, because they over. did their time, Jeff. Yeah, that's fair. There should be a path to redemption. I think that we've lost that a lot in society lately. Yeah. We've lost all path to redemption. Yeah. People are just quote unquote canceled for whatever. True. And like the comedy store has also turned a lot of blind eye to a lot of how poorly women have been treated there as well. And to well, pretend that, that that's not true is silly. yeah, but that also is true. Like ten years ago, when it was an entire different staff of people, and like that's none true. of those people are around anymore. So I think carrying that. That stigma around is utterly unfair. That's fair. I mean, I'm sitting here in a skirt and makeup, and like, I can't tell you like how much I've like felt like, wow, everyone here has my fucking back, 100. percent The well, staff sure, at the yeah. comedy store is fucking lovely. What things were like in you know the mid 2000s when it was run by an idiot, when the owner was like literally going through Alzheimer's, and no one would admit it. That's a horse of a different color. But all those people are gone. Yeah, there was a weird situation where I was forced to go up after Aziz Ansari right Mm -hmm. after that shit went down, and I did not like it and did not have a choice. Okay, that was a bit of an issue. I I didn't like that they were just see the Aziz. Did he talk about it? I did. I did when I got up on stage Mm. because he did a whole bit of like I don't think Roseanne should lose her show. I think it sets a bad precedent. 
Mm-hmm. And I went up and I was like, does anybody else find it weird that he said that? Like, what else are we going to find out about you, Aziz? And everyone was like silent. And I was just like, you know what? You I know was what? just like, oh, I'm not famous enough to make that joke, am I? <laughs> Rick Ingraham followed Aziz one time and he goes, yeah, this, you guys, this crowd is weird. It's like, it's like I wanted you to suck my dick and you didn't want to. And then I was weird. And it was just them fucking right to it. Fucking yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's an animal. Yeah, it was. Uh, it is what it is. But uh, that being said, so uh, Cardi B mm-hmm. assaulted some men. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, should anything happen to her? I mean, she should not. Shouldn't like. I, I mean, mean, if I they reported her, yeah. I, I mean, mean like, our president yeah, said he like, grabbed pussy and he's fine. Yeah. So I don't know. We can't compare. I know. Other I know. But I actually did like start thinking she was the the liberal Trump for a second because she was like, I could, I did this. Which was illegal, and I could do anything, and I just care about the money, and da 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 da. Maybe the statute is out for those things anyway. Yeah. My thing with Louis C.K. and Aziz Ansari, and even people saying, well, it sucks that we can't tell these jokes anymore. Like in the in the case, like oh, we can't tell these jokes anymore. It's usually preceded or followed by that person telling those jokes. So it's like, yeah, you can, but people are allowed to react. Yeah. Yeah. Anthony Jesselnick can say those jokes still. And also like no one's like this whole, like, yeah, we can't do these things anymore. Like, yes, you can. Like, it's not really affecting your bottom line in the long run. Right. And with, with Louis CK and Aziz Ansari, it's like, what are they being denied now? Like Louis CK before all of this made all of his shit on his own, or he was moving in that direction. Nothing's stopping him yeah. from doing that. If people are fewer, choosing not to consume. If fewer yeah. people buy it, then... Well, Louis did get fired from a number of things on his shows, but it's just, you and know... You can't run material at open mics, okay? It's hard. Mm. He shouldn't have to after this long. <laughs> Jesus he claimed, Christ. He claims he lost 35... Like, like... The, the whole net loss of the whole thing was $35 million, he said. I wonder what the net loss of or the How did he calculate? women whose careers got kind of fucked over awkwardly because of it. I don't know. That, I don't you know, know if that's fair to like, say. I think it is. I think there are a lot of uncomfortable. I mean, obviously, I can't it's, imagine, a, it's an invisible. Dude, when, it's an invisible theory. When it's it's Rogue, obviously not something you can quantify. Well, also, I think it's like, I mean, look who we're dealing with, too. Like comics like have a lot of excuses is that fair to say and like because something happens to a comic it doesn't make them not a comic yeah but like yeah. in an in industry where you know women aren't considered funny for a long time and we're coming up and like then we're in a room with somebody that we consider an idol and he whips out his dick and what do we say are we going to be funny are we going to tear us down idol blah, blah, blah. in 2004 though like I get that to he a lot like, of had comics, a modicum yeah. of success but was, like he was like pretty far from he had a the, show on but HBO if you're trying to yeah, be one so of the a guys lot of not in 2004. Yeah. they People had TV shows. There was TV in 2004. Yeah, but HBO wasn't what HBO is now. HBO was yeah, like they were the just, Sopranos. Yeah, they were just the, yeah, the like, network that had the Sopranos. Yeah, connect. but like it wasn't like it is now where there's this revolving... Like, Sopranos is huge, of, man. I know. I get that. And I'm saying Louis had a fucking show on HBO. He was Louis C.K. because he got him to his hotel room by being Louis C.K. When, yeah. Okay, the parallel I always think up here is like when Rogan got into that thing with Carlos Mencia. Carlos Mencia was openly stealing other people's things. Freddie Soto killed himself because Carlos Mencia was taking a lot of his work and just blatantly ripping off his act. Freddie Soto didn't have it in him to confront him. He ended up dying by his own hand. Well, not, but no, he didn't kill himself. I take that back. He died, but like people claim he'd like... He was killed this stress, This stress Carlos of the whole Mencia. thing exacerbated. It's not fair to say he killed himself. That's wrong. Yeah. But like... Carlos Rogan, Mencia killed him. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> with, <laughs> with his bare hands. Right, right. And he said D to D at his D to D. Anyway, Rogan ended up losing his agents. He ended up losing all of his management and he ended up getting banned from the comedy store. 
and look at and lean, like imagine that. Is like, he still banned? I'm just no, 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 absolutely not. He has he has a, a, yeah. He's got like a residency. Right, there, okay. so. Well, I, I mean, so. yeah, I mean, the place is like sold out like every night. Yeah, he's Let's very popular. 75% because of him. Yeah. And it's just like, I mean, a lot of like now, like granted, like there is no sexual assault in them. But if we are just talking about like damage to career, that's pretty fucking terrible. What happened to Rogan getting banned from the store and losing all your management and basically being blacklisted. He didn't have any management for the longest time. And like, look at him now. Was he was Fear Factor canceled at that time? I don't I don't know the timeline on all that. Yeah, that might. Because I'm They just made that, him eat a hundred year old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. It, it, like the difference, I guess, is that the women that Lucy K did whatever weren't Joe Rogan's yet. Like Joe Rogan was Joe, Joe Rogan, Rogan. Wasn't Joe Rogan yet? He was the Fear Factor guy who wasn't selling tickets on the road ever. And people are like, "Why are you talking about but, eating dicks?" Well, that's having a show and stuff. Like yeah, he was a still at news. Bit. News radio career. wasn't not making him money I, on the I, back end too. You yeah, know, like, but like, do you want to be the news radio guy? No, but you, he's also not starving either. No, he's also not not having a career. He just had a setback because he took a stand. Mm. There are people that didn't have news radio money coming in and that weren't already at least had achieved a modicum of fame to rebuild from whose careers were threatened because they were like imposed all upon. All I'm saying is I am skeptical to the idea of like willfully going up to a hotel room with Louis CK. When you've been at a bar talking for a while, he pulls out his dick out after saying he's going to pulling out his dick that that ruins your entire life. All I'm saying is I'm very skeptical of that. Like I've been, I've been sexually harassed at the comedy store by people who work there. There's someone who's like grabbed my ass and my dick and kissed me and I've had to yell at them and get the fuck away from me. I've been called faggot by people there. I cannot imagine letting this slow me down at all. But that's a right. not a private room where somebody who could easily kill you has you kind of is that what we're talking not, about, though? You're like saying that. you're like, it's I've like, been harassed, so what, a, and it hasn't ruined my career. Well, sure, Joe, but that's not you, and and I understand. Well, yeah, but you can always like take any concrete example and then add another variable to it. Be like, well, what the if variable is that a 240 pound man in a private room mm-hmm. is a lot different than another man in a very populated area. Okay, it's, it's like, it doesn't even have to be not, a physical threat. It's yeah. just. I saw a guy's dick that is my essentially above me in a place of power. Yeah. Who you, you can't you know, say no I to that. Wa- yeah, well, I saw it. There it is. Like, His dick is out now. Uh-huh. So like now I am yeah, in but this then position. Does, but then does that ruin your entire life? But the implications. I mean, it's a you know the it's implications just an abuse of, power of that shouldn't be happening. The implications of what would happen without being said are insane. Like women get murdered all the time. You are from a, a very sensitive group that is attacked all the time. And if you heard four men like close a door and lock you in there and start calling you home, uh, homophobic slurs, you'd feel in danger. Yeah. But it also wouldn't like I've been in situations like that and it also has not ruined my fucking life at all. Well, that's because you're Joe. You're not these other people. And just because you handle something that's, different but in a similar situation that's not the same for vulnerable women does like it have to not. ruin their life for them to come forward and say no. it's inappropriate and it shouldn't happen no like i don't th- i mean like i'm just no i don't think that's tr- okay so i you know so we can talk yeah. about it even yeah. though it what didn't if, ruin what, their lives. what about a woman that said i can't work with him okay they're not going to kick him off the tour no he took his dick out and jerked it off at me he essentially sexually assaulted me and they're like all right well you're gonna have to i go mean then. there are people i won't work with for various reasons like it's like it's a big world man sure and if it prevents you from making money it doesn't doesn't it prevents you, you from make it prevents you maybe from making money from one certain avenue it does i don't buy that like 
Okay. I don't buy that Louis C.K. has the power to ruin anyone's life by pulling out his dick. I'm sorry. It's gross. Well, I know he you shouldn't do it. It's wrong. Okay, then we're in agreement. Okay, okay. well, we agree that. Then. All right. Okay. Everyone put your dicks away. Yeah. <laughs> My dick's been out for 30 minutes. <laughs> uh, should we get to mine or Jeff, do you want to go? I'll do mine. All right. This is something I've said it, I think, uh, before out loud, but uh, I'm well, going to shut the fuck really up. Focus on this. Uh, nerds need to shut the fuck up about pretending that they're a persecuted group. They yeah. are not. They are. They are a tidal wave of oftentimes speaking, the ones that really claim that they are like, oh, well, people are bully me. People pick on me. They are the most toxic individuals like toxic toxicity in nerddom is a way bigger problem than the bullying that people say that they received. I think we all received some form of bullying when we were younger, whether we were no matter what we were, we were correct to bully the nerds. We owe, we owe jocks an apology. I mean, not for nothing, but like, (laughs) you know, I do do a joke about it, but like when nerds think that like they own star Wars, Mm -hmm. It's like, motherfucker, it's the most popular thing ever made. It was the first blockbuster. Like, the biggest movie ever is fucking Avengers. (laughs) Like... You're not in a secret club anymore. So to pretend that nerd and they're and they're, they're always going to grasp for some reason that they're outsiders and they're just not other than the fact that they suck. Mm. Like if you are a nerd and you view yourself as an outsider, it's probably because you're fucking gross. Man. Like you're probably saying shitty things or expecting unrealistic things out of your life and thinking that you deserve shit because you're smart. Well, I think the people that call themselves nerds don't even necessarily have to be smart anymore. They're just like, I know some stuff about a topic. I'm a nerd. I like a thing. I'm such a fucking nerd. Yeah. And I think that culture is so awful and toxic. And the situation where like I worked at a comic book store and because I didn't fit the physical mold, I was like treated like shit by a lot of the customers because I look like a bully. And it's just like, that's not... The- oh, no, Jeff looked pretty. So he, he was bullied, you guys. <laughs> the world, like- what Jeff is saying is the world is tough to pretty things. <laughs> I mean, we just had that discussion. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it is one of those things where you're at work and you're trying to be helpful and people literally are treating you like shit because they don't believe you because you don't fit a certain archetype. There's a huge uh, sort of wash against women in nerddom. A massive problem. Gamers are where like women. Gamers. I mean, Gamergate was like a huge yeah. thing. Disgusting. Uh, it's about ethics and journalism. No, it's not. It's about that you don't like that women do the thing that you grew up doing because mm-hmm. it means that you're not special and unique and not why you couldn't fuck. <laughs> yeah. Like that really is that. And it's the same people that think like, oh, yeah, you you like Iron Man. How many Iron Man comics have you read? It doesn't fucking matter, man. How many? You, what do you, you like fucking? Shawshank Redemption. How many Stephen King short stories have you read? Like, <laughs> like what the fuck, man? None, does... because they're all just cocained out and insane. <laughs> but like, and then a clown from space <laughs> meets a cowboy from space, <laughs> and they travel through time, and it's four hundred pages, and I'm done. That's oh, why I read one. that shit. Yeah. yeah. It's nuts. But like the idea and like in comics, there was a big push because there were a lot of women editors and women writers and that the art wasn't like big fat tits and, and, and big and like the art was becoming more realistic and stylized and people were getting so mad because they wanted to beat off to rogue uh-huh. or like, well, can, can I, I don't want to fuck storm now. I want to fuck storm. I don't want to <laughs> fuck storm now. How am I going to want to jerk off to this she hulk? I want to I want a big titty she hulk. Don't we all? 
Stop being such a nerd. Like that's yeah. shit that I come across on well, why, a regular why, basis. Well, when you think about it, when, when the entire body of the Hulk gets bigger, like why would the tits not get proportionally bigger too? I, I mean, mean if yeah, you look I, like, feel, I find that erroneous. Logically, <laughs> I think you should have bodybuilder tits. The yeah. muscles get bigger. Those, like, big, big bodybuilder tits. The fat yeah. goes away. The muscles get huge. Yeah. yeah, that's what I want. Give me a give me a She Hulk with bodybuilder tits. Yeah. I say give me a she, I say give me a She Hulk that expresses her femininity. That's what I say. I like that. Mm. I like that in there. It's just, it's some bullshit. And whenever you see a nerd really start to rally against the new culture, mm-hmm. what it really is saying is that they're finally realizing that their interests aren't what made them unfuckable. Funny. And that's, that really, is, it's like you're, it's not, it's not that you like comics. It's that you suck. <laughs> you're just a terrible It's person. like you just suck, man. It's not about Star Wars. It's about you posting online and harassing actresses from Star... Actors, excuse me, from Star Wars. Like, that's the thing. When people are like, The Last Jedi... People are still complaining about The Last Jedi. That movie came out two fucking years ago. I liked it so much. It's fine. It's fine. I liked it. It was fine. It was fun. Yeah, I didn't like and, it. And people are like, Disney destroyed Star Wars. It's like, did you see the prequels? Like Lucas also did that. Yeah. Star Wars is a series of two objectively good movies and then many subjectively enjoyable movies. Right. Like that's what it is. A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back are objectively good. And everything that came out after that is just like, well, if you like it, you like it, I guess. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's the real reality of that. And then people think they think that Star Wars is some sacred cow, some untouchable thing that only they got. Motherfucker, that that movie was rerun in cinemas more than any other movie ever yeah. in the seventies. Like every year, they re-released Star Wars. They re-re- like, when did they re-release it with all the new digital shit? Ninety-five. There we go. Like it's it was fucking out of control, and mm-hmm. people see still are like, "This is my thing." Yeah. Star Wars is this my thing? Just me. It's yeah. like, they, yeah, how unique? Yeah, wow. <laughs> How'd you hear about it? Right. <laughs> You know, it's fucking nerds, man. Like, it's so frustrating to be in that world and to look at people, like, rally against... How bad do you want to bully him, Jeff? Just, just, oh, uh, I just called him call out just, now. You just, want to, you just want to shove him into a locker. There's, just, there was a thing. Let it flow through you, Jock. That's they should have really lockers are. at Comic-Con. There was a thing where... <laughs> where <laughs> That's your punishment just if you do- act up. Just the doors just shut. And then a big thing of locker. And just the dodgeballs just start flying. <laughs> there is a fantastic Onion article from about 10 years ago called uh, uh, Comic-Con uh, Marred by Sixth Annual Bully Con. And it's just like, and it's just all these stories of all these bullies yeah. picking on and like uh, panels by like the guy that played Biff Johnny from the Cobra Kai. Yeah. Nice. But um, there, there is a recently because a lot of people now, especially women, are rallying against the Joker movie that's coming out, saying that they don't are want. They? Yes. Okay. And it's like all yeah, across my feed. You got to remember, my feed is very <laughs> nerd based. That your feed, your feed is the the hive mind of, of the <laughs> it's, life. You know, so you're saying. Yeah, I do okay. a podcast for a toy company like you know what i see is what i see and there are a lot of people that are complaining that the joker movie is going to give um sort of a sympathetic view towards negative behavior by incel incel type Mm -hmm. people and that it's going to be used as a rallying cry for incels like the new like the second fight club generation kind of a thing wait i'm sorry i'm confused so the The incel that becomes joker is going to be it's going to influence 
it's gonna incels okay. in the real world to act so like we're the gonna Joker. feel sorry well, for incels. I mean, like, <laughs> they don't want to create that character because to be sympathetic. The, okay. Well, I don't know. I mean, maybe we should feel sorry for incels. I mean, I think they could probably need more love more than anyone. They are probably lost further than anybody could be, and that's kind of how that I 100 percent agree with. Yeah, yeah. we did a, we did an episode yes, about that we, too. We also like the idea that like like angry loner like goes on a spree like your your fight like like dude fucking Cain and Abel like being mad at life is not like a new yeah. idea in fiction. Like Cain and Abel is the second story in the Bible, and that's all about fuck God. I'm going to kill people who are good. Like it's hardly a new idea. It's like it's the <laughs> oldest story in civilization, man. Well, it, it's funny because the whole they were the same people a couple weeks ago that were like, how dare you say video games cause violence? Mm-hmm. How fucking dare you are now saying, I don't like that this Joker movie is coming out because it will cause violence. You know, my theory about stop cherry picking. Yeah. You know, my theory about video games causing violence is like, I don't think like Mortal Kombat ever caused violence because like I was good at those. I'm like, yeah, I know all the fatalities and everything. But like what does cause violence is me playing like Sonic and like trying to jump onto the one platform and go, what the fuck? Why can't I jump on the colorful thing? (laughs) I have a friend that used to break so many controllers by whipping them at the TV. And I was like, dude, somebody's got to pay for that. Although I feel old now because I was watching like I was just on a YouTube hole and I was watching the fatalities from the latest Mortal Kombat game and I'm like good fucking god no child should ever play this shit no, yeah, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. insane yeah they're pretty intense yeah uh, so somebody- I'm gonna drill a hole through your skull and pull your liver out from your butt yeah. A woman had tweeted a, a, like a screenshot of like a why she didn't like a woman in comics uh-huh. an editor for a big company mm. and uh, I posted that and then I had seen come across my feed that she also wrote oh my god this new Punisher series is so amazing and I yeah. was like, and, so and I was like, he's a serial killer. Okay. And so I tweeted it and I was like, come on. I'm like, you can't Fucking do Batman's both. Batman's a serial killer. Yeah. I was like, you can't do both. And then somebody underneath it was like, well, that's because she feels like men are that. And I was like, real quick, fuck off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, this is not what I'm saying. I'm like, calling out hypocrisy. I'm not rallying against, rallying against a woman just because she had an opinion that I don't agree yeah. with. No, I it's think not because she's a woman. Yeah, you see that kind of shit a lot. The example I always bring up, and I won't name the comic, but after the Bill Cosby thing broke, this uh, pretty famous uh, female comic uh, tweeted a thing, and uh, her main gripe, or her the thing she was most mad about, is that someone filmed Hannibal Burris's set. She was like, don't film other comic sets. And it's like, that is what you're mad about? And then ever since then, hey, man, like, and you know what? She's not wrong. Haven't heard that take before. And at the same time, she's (laughs) so now that the smoke is cleared. Hey, you don't film people, buddy. (laughs) Yeah. Like that was her initial reaction. And then from there, like has been so vocal about that kind of shit. It's like, all right, but your first thought was don't film Hannibal set. There's yeah, a but- really funny bit that um, Lori Kilmartin will do where she consistently stands by the idea of like, she's like always against the crowd. Like the crowd is the enemy. And then, but then we'll be like, this is what I do, but also fuck the crowd. Like she will make that jokingly about the yeah. filming the sets as well. It's a good little bit. Good little bit. You had a thing and then I accidentally cut you off. Oh no, I was just gonna, I, I don't remember. Shit. Should we get to my... It was probably going to be not complimentary towards you, Jeff. As, uh, as when, when I'm, when I'm on this be. podcast and I don't know what to say, that's usually where I go. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, like, no, hey, look at Jeff, you, you big dumb idiot in your shorts. <laughs> look at me, I'm Fuck wearing your shorts. Biceps. Yeah, because I knew it was yeah. going to be warm here. <laughs> so I wore shorts. It sure is. Yeah. yeah. I, I work here all the time and I wore sweatpants. I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> uh, should we get to my... like? Dude, sh- you look like a business casual, the penguin. <laughs> <laughs> 
Good I enough. Like how we're like, I'm not, I'm not going to talk about this. I'm not going to make fun of this. <laughs> I'm not going to get on a I'm list here. I'm jealous of the legs. T- oh, thank like, you, honey. I mean, I've been looking over like, damn it. I assume you were Joe's wearing a, 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 it's, it's a skirt and a nice top. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Combo. Yeah. Uh, I got to a point. It looks place. lovely. You're Thank so you. brave. I got to a point where I just stopped giving a fuck, and I'm just. Like, I'm gonna wear, I'm gonna wear those are comfortable as shit, by the way. Mm. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Let's My talk about something <laughs> fucking important. My ass is sweaty too. Uh, at least no one's peed in their chair, though. Uh, Correction. <laughs> I took a shit in this chair. Let's uh, switch gears and finally talk about something important here. My opinion. I don't know if anyone in the room has tried it. But the Popeye's spicy chicken sandwich is mm. fucking overrated. Sure, it's fine. It's a something by Popeye's. It is the third best. <gasps> if you take politics out of the equation, it's the third best chicken I sandwich. Like I know one in the top. Second two. best if you take politics into it, because Chick Fil A, like you can eat it without uh, feeling like you're oppressing people, which you can't really do at Chick Fil A. Uh, but still, their sandwich is better. No oppression you know, at Popeye. You know, what, you, know, <laughs> you know, you know what my gay man's opinion on Chick Fil A is. Like, yeah, when you buy Chick Fil A, you're donating to people who donate to like conversion therapy camps. But like, I also pay taxes to America. Yeah. So, so who am I gonna bitch about? Yeah. And the my problem here's with- your new April fifteenth drone polish, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him Joe Dodge sent you. My problem with the the Popeye's chicken sandwich is it's not a spicy chicken sandwich. It is a chicken sandwich with spicy mayonnaise on it. And that's different. With Chick-fil-A, the spice is in the breading. Mm. And with Wendy's, which I argue is still the best spicy chicken Mm -hmm. sandwich. It's like marinated into the chicken. It's marinated into, if you cut that fucking thing open, you can see the red spices in the chicken. It's so much better. I think there's like, I think there's an inverse correlation between tolerance for gay people and tastiness of your food. Mm. Like vegan food, garbage, soul food, you know, <laughs> falafel, delicious. Right. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. This, that's why the South's food is also great. Hell yeah, it is. I think you got to go to Arby's and get one of their sandwiches. Cause I've heard it's, I fuck with Top. Arby's. Yeah, you don't have to tell me to go to Arby's. There's yeah. just not one close to me anymore. The one in- <laughs> I just want to hear you rank that should be Arby's. Your, that should be in, in your tombstone. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to tell me to go to Arby's. Every, t- every time I do the Cracked podcast, I get there about 45 minutes early so I can hit that Arby's a block up the street. I'm, on I'm told that, they're, that their mm-hmm. meat is like a liquefied meat gel. Fine by they, me, they, baby. That they then like use molecular gastronomy. Well, I have a 13-hour... <laughs> I don't Seems know, like man, a I very it. difficult and expensive Pink box. slime, man. I have a 13-hour DVD box set that is just a piece of Arby's roast beef roasting uh, <laughs> that begs to differ with your opinion. <laughs> this is a thing they put out. Like, they put it on YouTube, too. But if for a very brief window of time... Uh. If you went on their website and gave them your address, they would send you this DVD box set. Sell for it. It's a That's box set, like and not a single DVD. No, it's six <laughs> DVDs, multiple. And a fan, at, when I mentioned it, a fan actually found it and sent me one. So if we want to have a movie night sometime <laughs> and watch Arby's roast beef cooking, I think well, you should I have that mean, on the, in the background while you taste all the chicken sandwiches at like, once and you have everybody rank them. That's like when they have four, the, when four they have chicken the, sandwiches. It's like when they have the fireplace on Netflix, but it's just yeah. beef. It sells for like 20 bucks. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you what Arby's used to have that they don't have anymore that was a fucking delight. They had a Nashville hot fish sandwich that was so fucking good. And they only had it for like three months. And I bought about a thousand of them. 
Do they have fish sandwiches now? No, they're one of those places that does fish sandwiches during... They cycle them, right? Well, they do them during... Uh, What's the fucking Catholic people don't oh, eat Lent. meat? Oh, Lent. Like, yeah. yeah. Like having like the filet Wendy's fish. does them during Lent. Yeah. Shit like that. Have a fish sandwich year round, you cowards. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't t- kowtow to big Catholic. Yeah, yeah. no shit. All right. uh, but yeah, has anyone had the Popeyes? They did do disgusting kid no. fucker sandwich. No. Nope. for yeah. Lent. No, I haven't. I haven't bothered. It's fucking shit's a sandwich. What am I, in the Illuminati? I'm the only one who's had one? But it's like, yeah, a, it's a fucking... One? I've heard a lot. A lot of my Uber drivers have told me it's sold out and they can't get one. Yeah, it's sold out uh, pretty quick. I'm not. It's a fucking chicken sandwich. If I'm at a restaurant, I never order the chicken sandwich. Like I just don't care that much. Popeyes I'm not going to drive to a, a place just for a chicken sandwich. I mean, that I would do. It's fast food, though. It's it's a to go food. Sure, <laughs> sure is. Sure, I'll take a Whopper over that any day. I fuck with a Whopper. We were talking about the politics of rape not 20 minutes ago. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to to this podcast. They ran out of chicken, not just the chicken sandwich. It was so popular, they ran out of all chicken. Yeah, they were probably just putting fucking chicken nuggets on there and being like, here's the sandwich. This is what it is. You're never going to have one again. Uh, so. I mean, if I worked at Popeye's, I would have been out the back door going, it's $25 right here. Like, I I'm- guarantee you that that was probably happening oh, there somewhere. Oh, yeah. there was at least one uh, article online about someone who did that, but no one bought them. Like, I'm not going to buy a chicken sandwich from a guy outside the, the store. I like how the guy in Houston back. that pulled the gun. I have my uniform. Yeah. And the guy's just like, and the manager's just like, we don't have any. Yeah. <laughs> We're out. <laughs> I can't produce. You want the mayonnaise? You want the sauce? <laughs> I give you the sauce. Also, pulling a gun in a restaurant in Houston, man, you're going to get shot six times in the back. Mm. Do that shit. Tell it to the El Paso shooter. He was in a fucking Walmart. You can pull off a mass shooting in a Walmart in Texas. The good guy with a gun theory goes right the fuck out the window. Yeah, that's for sure. Like that. There was a shooting in Odessa. The guy shot two cops first. Yeah. And then didn't get yeah. taken down for a long well, time. Well, the, the, these pussy ass liberal Texans can't shoot straight, first. we're saying. Well, the one that happened here in LA not too long ago at the bar, was it Thousand Oaks mm-hmm. or something yeah. like mm-hmm. Like the guy just shot the bouncer first. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, so what if the bouncer has a gun? If the guy yeah. shoots him first. It's like kicking a big guy in the knee. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's like that. That's and such for, a go dumb higher, fucking thing. Go higher, theory. Jeff. Well, well, I not got the it. knee. No, I got go it. for the knee. I got an unpopular <laughs> opinion for oh, you. Shootings are bad. What? I don't like them. <gasps> what? I think we can all. I can't believe you're on the side of the issue. I think. I think. Yeah. <laughs> like the, the, beauty, uh, the beauty of America is we could all hold our own opinion. <laughs> the views expressed by Joe Dodge <laughs> <in> this podcast. <laughs> Find them messy. Uh, they're a bummer. I don't the like clean up. <laughs> yeah. Clean up. Yeah. Alone. The, the the there's a great bit by Mo Mandel about how the the new generation is sloppy. Like how the old generation, it was serial killers. Yeah. And they used to like, you worked for it. You got five, six a year max. <laughs> He's like, and you bury your bodies. You bury your bodies. You bury your bodies. <laughs> serial killers are so much better than mass shooters. Oh, I mean, sure. Because yeah, they're, oh, yeah. they're just being docile and like working diligently they're, at security firms during the day. They're and like putting the word in. Yeah. yeah. They're going through, they're jumping through hoops to try to appear to be a decent it's, member of society. They're not like these shooters are just creeping people yeah. out. It's like being a, one day. It's like being a superhero. Yeah, uh, where you're just like you have your mild mannered day job but as a reporter. We were just talking about women being assaulted not 20 minutes ago. <laughs> this is serial killing. By, it's different. By the way, can I give you a hilarious like a shooting anecdote? Or a hammer. 
<laughs> okay, there's this video online uh, from the Orlando shooting. It was someone was taking like that is funny. Sounds yeah. funny already. <laughs> I'm in already. Yeah, there, it's it's video from someone's phone from inside the the shooting, and it's horrific. Like I'm I'm not glad that I watched it. However, there is a mo- it's like a security guard filming it, and there's this little queen on the ground like while bullets are whizzing by, and he just looks up at the security guard and goes, "Um, are you going to shoot him?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Oh my god, <laughs> uh, it's a." F- that is a just great a, question. Just a bitch to the end. <laughs> <laughs> but also like a security yeah. guard with a gun. Yeah. Fucking, right. Man, this is wild. Huh? Would, <laughs> World star. <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. That is crazy. Yeah. All right. Let's get to a listener opinion, then get the fuck out of here. Mm, but first, yeah. uh, a shout out to our $25 subscribers. Yeah. What, what, what? Here we go. Ooh. T. Cookson, Ryan Borey, Eddie Barron, 5X Espinosa, Chaz Chitwood, Mike Ski, Homerostasis, Gray Wolf, The Ghost of Dave Thomas, Nolan McLean, Shelly, DJ West, Katie Rimmer, Reby, Kelly Stanaway, Teresa H., whatever that means, James Hill, Carson Tuttle, Danny W., AJ Lindbergh, and Jennifer Fendelander. Hell yeah. yeah. All right. Here is our listener opinion. No name a given. I don't think that we should teach history to kids until we can teach them without lying to them. Some stuff we teach is grossly oversimplified and some is made up whole cloth. You can't talk about the revolutionary revolutionary war, for example, without including the crazy anti-Catholic bigotry. How about or how John Hancock was the head of a vast criminal empire who staged the Boston Tea Party? Blah, blah, blah. On and on and on. Mm. When should we start teaching kids history? Yeah, sounds like sounds like a lot of cuck talk to me. <laughs> like, <laughs> here's the deal: the way you deal with things like this is you give a broad generalization early, as accurate as possible. You give the broad generalization, and then when they get older, you start diving into the really yeah. deep stuff. Like that's you can do that in high school. Yeah, man, I would do that. Yeah, I would hundred percent do that in high school. But you also have to remember that this here's my his, my history teacher background yeah. is really yeah. coming into play. Um, States mandate that there are a certain number of um, talking points that hit have to be hit. They're called benchmarks um, or, you know, that, that there are standards. There are curriculum standards across a school. And you have to teach if you're teaching like American history, you have to teach about like the pilgrims and then the Revolutionary War. And then up to like usually it's like up to the Civil War. And you have to cover all those things in like 10 months. And it's not easy. So, yeah, you're going to have to do some broad strokes around some things. But then you can also, if there's something really interesting, good teachers will inspire independent research. I used to do that all the time. I got written up for doing it uh, because I suggested that my students independently look up Theodora, the empress from the Byzantine Empire, who was a prostitute. And then they changed the laws. Yeah. <laughs> they changed the laws. She was like, they, but like the book called her an actress. And I used to air quotes actress. I was like, she was an actress. And I can't <laughs> tell you anymore. If I can't tell you not to Google these things. And I can't tell you that you would find interesting things about that. Why don't you come do a soliloquy on my balls? Uh, hey, 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 oh, hey. Hey. Look at these fucking, look at this whiteboard over here. Hey, oh. <laughs> but it is one of those things like, you can't say don't teach it if you can't teach all of it. Right. I mean, like, it's, it's messy. Like, what are we going to teach our two-year-olds what prostitution is just so we can, they can learn in, about the Byzantine Empire? We're in enough trouble about people not learning from history in the first place and being uneducated right? to then say, no, 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 no. You can't do it until you can tell them that all of George Washington was a rapist slave owner. Yeah. It's like, we'll get there. 
Yeah. We'll get there. It's, yeah. It's usually messy. Right, wait, are you, are you saying, are you saying he raped slave owners? Because that's, that's the whole... That's, <laughs> no, that's, that's a, wow, a, that's a slave owner rapist. <laughs> that's yeah. a comic book right there. Yeah, it is. I think, I think they should make a movie where Hannah Gatsby travels back in time to rape all the great artists who abuse women, and they use that trauma to then make their great art. <laughs> Why not? Apparently I'm alone first. in that one. Yeah. <laughs> the back trauma to the or the next. Yeah. I think this this opinion was written clearly by some angry British person. If you read it, they portray it as <laughs> freedom-loving yeah. Americans fighting for democracy yeah. against the John evil Hancock British staged the Boston Tea Party. Yeah. <laughs> it was essentially just a bunch of libertarians. Sounds Fear. like a bu- sounds like a real sore loser from across the pond to me. <laughs> yeah. the evil oh, British sour King. grapes, much? Oh, these sour grapes taste great. They I can't do. point <laughs> me lemons with me teeth falling out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get a scurvy. But like, come on, man. Like, yeah, people will get there. But like, you can't expect to like teach fourth grade social studies and be like, just so you know, Thomas Jefferson raped a slave. Right. Anyway, back to the Constitution. Yeah. Yeah. You can't fucking do that, man. Like, (laughs) but the kids should still know these things. And then later on, you go deeper into that. You don't learn about this stuff in school. You learn about it when you go with your goth friends to the truck stop at four in the morning and you talk (laughs) about how bullshit everything is. Why don't you learn to be cool? Listener opinion. That's a great like Dakota yeah. anecdote. Oh, right yeah, there. man. You know, when you go to the truck stop at 4 a.m.? No, I don't know. <laughs> where, are you, where are you from again? Massachusetts. Okay. Yeah. Well, what's your equivalent of that? Ah, uh, you're just, just hanging out in like like businesses, Walmart. I guess. Uh, like <laughs> diners or Dunkin' Donuts. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. A truck stop is a diner. No, it makes sense. Well, yeah, sure, sure. But yeah. this is, it was like an interesting and very regional, I think, mm. reference. Maine, they I'm not those, sure there yeah. was. I think we're more, I think we're more alike than different, Jeff. That's oh, what yeah. I want to say. Yeah, Maine. We they had they, one they of call those, me actually. Joe Dosh, the the coming together kid. <laughs> we had an, we had an, we had an Irving. We had an Irving in Farmington, Maine, when I was in college. That was open twenty four hours. Oh, a day. Okay, and that's I guess that's the equivalent of that. Yeah, we had a truck stop called the Starlight, where me and the the punk slash goth kids. We didn't have we didn't have enough people to have difference between like punks and goths. Like all like you all were punks, a, you were a fellowship. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're in a, we were a loose confederation <laughs> yeah. of, of non-Abercrombie people. <laughs> I think... Hot topic. Uh, just to weigh in on this opinion, I think more than worrying about what the school is teaching, like, I think we need to kind of get back to parents giving a shit about yep. what their kids are being taught. Caring more about grades. They're caring more about grades than they are information. Right. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe in the, at least in those early years when your kids are doing history homework, maybe help them with it. And if you come across something that's a, a little dicey, maybe be like, eh, we'll talk about this more, but fucking write down the answer they want. Like, I think this is a kind of thing we could fight if parents would take a more active role in their kids' yeah. education. This is also rallying against education from the past. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. education has evolved since you were in it. Like, you know, like we, like the history class I taught was nothing like the history that I was taught. Mm -hmm. And like, there's a massive influx of young educators that believe these kind of things that are giving realistic things. Like, I remember we used to have to memorize dates. We, in in my, like dates have never been important. Yeah. Like history has stopped caring about dates. There's a couple, like you should know 1215 and 1066. Yeah. Like uh, those are like important because. Ahmed Barucha has a great bit about that, that he does on stage. 
about how dates are just like the least important yeah. part of anything. Like, the, why do you, the, the why most, does it matter what day like, it happens? Educate on? Uh, like I don't know how to say this. Education, education. Like when they're teaching you in colleges now about education is to, especially in social studies, to extract the significance of an event. Mm. Why should you care about this? Why are we learning it? Why is it in the book? And then from there you build onto that, and you order. You care about sequence of events more than you care about the actual dates. It's the cause and effect of actions and what leads to that. Right. Like, why, why should you know more about, like, the Mongols? Like, instead of just being like, the Mongols came around in the 1400s. Great ever, barbecue. Do you guys ever listen to Dan Carlin? No, Hardcore yeah. History. Yeah, man. yeah. He has this great history podcast, and he does this big, like, he has this massive uh, episode all about the Mongols. It's, like, nine hours long. But he's, Jesus. like, he's like such this, like, Pasadena dad nerd, but he'll, like, describe like the most horrific atrocities of the of the mongols but like in the most like again dad nerd voice what it'll sound like it'll like read some proclamation from genghis khan it's like we will nail your babies to a fence post and we will burn your libraries to the ground we will fuck your babies and then we will fuck them again it's just it's a tremendous yeah, the, we'll fuck your library yeah, yeah i was gonna say you want to impress me i fuck raped that your library, library. <laughs> the mongols uh were the mafia of of history it's mm. so fascinating because they were just like do whatever the fuck you want just pay your rent yeah and let us in and then pay your rent we own La- you now. Fucking landlords. I mean, they fucking did it. Mm. Also, I'm going to have uh, inseminate your women because I'm getting a scout. Yeah. And generally yeah. speaking, yeah. That was part of the spoils of war back then. The old <laughs> Louis C. Khan over there. <laughs> Shit, I had it and I stumbled you over it. Uh, Fuck, man. God uh, damn it, Jeff. You just, did, you just did a triple axle and broke your ankle. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my lace is broke. Oh, things are bad. Uh, so, yeah. Kids, right? <laughs> We shouldn't teach them shit. Yeah. Because everything's shoot bullshit, man. I actually practice anti-education. Yeah. Uh, teach kids to smoke. Uh, that was hard to hear. Yeah. <laughs> um, our children teach are what we call free range. Yeah. <laughs> we don't actually admonish our Yeah, children. we need more feral kids. Yeah. That's what yeah. this country I know needs. Somebody that, that their kids are what they call free range, and I'm just like, I'm never going anywhere with you. Mm. Oh, yeah. No, that sounds horrible. I don't even know what it means. Uh, so that's our episode. That's this a episode. Yeah. It's great. Thank you all for doing it. What do we have to plug before we get out of here? You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Adam Todd Brown. It's Todd with one D. And uh, patreon.com slash unpops. Uh, go subscribe so I can pay my bills. And uh, I'm going to be touring next year. So be on the bolo. Yeah. Be on the lookout. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, Mint on Friday, Mint on Card is the second Friday of every month. Check us out. Uh, beautiful blast from the past on Magnolia and Burbank. Uh, so make sure you check that out. You can hear me in Sideshow Sideshow with Jeff May through Sideshow Collectibles, as well as Tom and Jeff Watch Batman on Gamefully Unemployed. You can find me on the internet at Hey There Jeffro on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, don't find me on Facebook. No. Leave me alone. That's for it's my gross. mom. I don't yeah. want you there. <laughs> I want you on Twitter and Instagram. I don't want you in the in the real. Right. This is my life thing. Fucking read my jokes. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at, at Joe Comedy. That's at J O E D O S E H Comedy. I am also at the Comedy Store Original Room every Monday through Wednesday night at the Comedy Store. Also, <clears throat> for those of you in Southern California, I will be headlining the Rec Room in Hermosa Beach. I want to say it is. It's down in one of those Southie towns where the beautiful people on November 3rd. That's November 3rd, a Sunday in the Rec Room in Southern California in the South Bay. So I'll be headlining that. Come out to that. Katie. Heck yeah. Um, you can find me on everything at Kate Ability, K-A-T Ability, Kate Ability. 
Um, I do a show called Two Drink Minimum. Next one's this coming Saturday. I don't know when this is going to be out. Um, but just look for Two Drink Minimum. It's a really fun show. It's all over. Cool. All over. All over. It's all over. Just like this podcast, it is all over. <laughs> I don't get it. Katie, say goodbye. Goodbye. Joe, say goodbye. Bye. Jeff, say goodbye. You get the Louis C. Con rookie card, everybody. <laughs> Nailed it. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. <laughs>